Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords, and this is the podcast segment of our show that's not broadcast on Station KLA. Our guest for this 379th show is author Dave Koopman, and we're going to be talking about the history of WOC Radio. Our history buffs this time are Dave Baker and Terry Toppler. And Terry, why don't you start us off? Yes, Dave. Um, today, where can I go to find the radio programming schedule for WOC to see what's going to air and when um, every day during the week? Well, um, I guess you'd have to go to the website because they don't really publish uh, any kind of program logs uh, in the newspapers any longer. Um, for TV, yes, they do, but for radio, no, they don't. And uh, it would have to be purely at the WOC website. Okay, thank you. Um, Dave, I'm going to follow up on that because radio has become more and more a function of the internet in terms of streaming and and uh, doing podcasts and all of those kinds of things has woc followed that that trend and and really created any kind of a web presence yes they have and uh you can of course listen to any of their shows uh that stream and uh you can go back and and hear older shows as well on what they especially on what they've produced locally which i'm sure they are still running on uh, perhaps saturday mornings and uh, at times on sunday as well they as as i remember let's put it that way as i remember they've done a pretty good job of of following the social media if you will and the uh the basic idea of being on the World Wide Web. Okay, David. Well, uh, as Dave knows and I know, us, us being broadcasters or broadcasting background, uh, stations can choose their call sign if it's available, and WOC is no exception. They, they actually have a W, and they're west of the Mississippi River, but they got their start in Nineland at 9BY, Nineland meaning Illinois, uh, in ham radio talk, that's what we would say. Um, so they're a W, and they're they're west of the Mississippi, and they picked their call sign WOC. Can you tell us a little bit about that history and the WHO history, Dave? Yes, I can. Uh, and <laughs> I purposely didn't mention it earlier. The WOC. Everybody says, "Oh, that stands for Wonders of or World of Chiropractics," <laughs> and technically, no, it doesn't. Um, that WOC call sign was assigned to that Robert Carlova in Rock Island, and uh, the WOC today inherited it when it purchased the station from Carlova. WHO, which people say, oh, that stands for with hands only, because we're dealing with chiropractics here at one point, no, that isn't true necessarily either because Palmer bought that station from Banker's Life Insurance Company in Des Moines and, uh, of course, shall we say, inherited those call letters. And at one time I tried to find out 
through um, some of the information that that I was, I guess, able to glean from WOC, if in fact those two slogans were created by Palmer, and no, they weren't, at least not by B.J. Palmer. Hmm. Uh, it may have been done by, shall we say, some of the engineers who called it that, and then it just kind of caught on, especially because it was owned by a chiropractic school um, or the Palmer family. But, um, for instance, WHBF, when they started it, they picked the call letters and uh, called it uh, WHBF and where historic Blackhawk fought. Um, when they went to TV, they called it where headlines break first. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's it's not quite the same as WLS, world's largest store, because it was put on the air by Sears and Roebuck, or WGN, world's greatest newspaper, because it was put on the air by the Chicago Tribune. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah. Terry. Yes, Dave, as a technology, radio has been a very adaptable medium. What do you think has contributed to that success? Oh, boy, you ask a good one, Terry. Um, <laughs> the, I guess the, the fact that you can, you can draw, for instance, programming and especially news from so many different sources now. And in the old days, when you, for instance, uh, had a network link up, it came through uh, the phone lines. And that cost you money. And sometimes the, uh, shall we say, they didn't sound as good as perhaps they could have. Well, then along comes the satellites and later on the internet and boy you can pull off programming from different satellites and definitely from from a variety of of internet linkups and it just it shall we say it opened broadcasting up to an even wider world okay um my question goes back to sort of the, the, the legacy, the length of time that WOC has been around. Um, obviously, being first means that all the competition is looking at you uh, as you're coming in. And, and we've had quite a number of radio stations uh, come along over the last 100 years or so. Um, how did WOC deal with that competition and, and what kinds of fallout came from that? Well, I think in some cases, and, and this is kind of early on, um, and I'm going to say early on to the 50s, I can remember WOC Radio at one point did rock and roll, uh, but it didn't do it until maybe like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, or maybe it was a little bit later than that, and they went until the early evening, in other words, trying to grab the teenager. Um, it didn't last long, maybe a year, year and a half. And uh, later on, as you mentioned, the uh, pure gold music, there was a case of, hmm, 
let's find something that nobody else is doing. And a lot of stations did that. Uh, For instance, WQUA and Moline on Sunday nights, while everybody else was doing public, you know, the required public service, uh, WQUA had classical music on for, uh, it was at least two hours, it may have been three hours. And if you wanted to listen to something other than some of these public service programs, uh, you would tune into WQUA and listen to classical music. Um, the fact that WOC was one of the first, if not the first around here, that jumped into to, uh, uh, talk radio or news talk, where uh, originally they had more news programs on than they do today. And, of course, they had uh, quite a few talk programs locally. Um, it, it, they're trying to find a niche that's, that nobody else really had. And um, I can think of KSTT had a one-hour uh, phone show with uh, Fred Epstein and, and his wife, Ruth. And it was popular because people wanted to complain to Fred or complain about Fred and the <laughs> things he said. WOC had a variety of talk programs. One of them was... Uh, well, it leaned more toward the women with Pat Sundin, but uh, they also had a, and I'm trying to remember for how many years they did it, but they had a trading post uh, program on for an hour every day, and I think it went for a couple of years. Um, Tom Parker did it at one point called TC's Trading Post, and people would call in with uh you know, I have this for sale, and you can call this number, and uh, it's only, you know, $5 or $10 or whatever it might be. And it, it turned out to be pretty popular. Okay, David, I'm going to let you ask the last question of the segment. Oh, boy. Well, uh, Terry, <laughs> Terry kind of alluded to something about the technology. I hate to end on a technology point, but... Uh, but I, I guess, you know, we kind of look to the future. We got to look to the past a little bit. Uh, the interesting point is, and Dave, you probably are familiar with this, our, the founder of radio and television at St. Ambrose College uh, was Father Charles Shepler, who taught in the speech department, speech and theater. But he was the dean of men before that. But in the 1950s, Father Shepler, he had a keen interest in broadcasting, even before there was a communication department, mass comm. They called it many things, but it's it's called digital media production these days uh but anyway father had an ampex tape recorder and ampex was the founder the first uh uh, creator of a magnetic analog reel-to-reel if you will uh recorder before that they would use a lathe to record and uh, i do know that father would actually loan his portable ampex recorder to woc so that they could record network programming to be played back at other times. And I know that for a fact. Uh, they they had some kind of a playback device that, that was maybe less quality than Father's recorder. <laughs> or maybe they were using the recorder on the air for, for other purposes at that time. So I'm just kind of curious as we, we look to the past and we know we got the tie to St. Ambrose um, with WOC. How about the future of WOC? What do you, what do you think maybe, you know, we're at 100 years in on WOC. What's it going to be like? Uh, uh, let's just say a hundred years down the line. 
if there oh is boy. a yeah what 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 would radio be like you know that's that's going to be a good question because there seems to be even now a question about will uh terrestrial radio uh, still be around? Will it be something uh, that's constantly either coming through the internet or over the air through some kind of another program? And uh, uh, man, if if I could see what was coming, I'd find the company that seemed to be working <laughs> and invest in that sucker right away. Uh, <laughs> right. But by the same token, You've got problems like AM radio tried to go stereo one time, and nobody could decide which type of system to use. So some of the AM stereo stations are still around and still broadcasting in stereo, but it never really took off because of two things. One, they couldn't decide which system to use, and the automobile uh, manufacturers wouldn't necessarily put the AM stereo into their cars. Okay. All right. Well, we would like to thank our guest for this 379th show, author Dave Koopman, who talked to us about the history of WOC radio. The history buffs for today's show were Dave Baker and Terry Toppler. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2, 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALAHD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio, all one word, in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.